to Us Down Under. I'm going to scrap the um, slogan that we have because it's not relevant anymore, unfortunately, because Megan and I are no longer in the same room or in the same city, which sucks. And actually, she won't be on this podcast today. Um, I have a guest co-host. It doesn't mean that Megan won't be on future podcasts because she absolutely will. We are going to do it virtually, but um, for reasons I will explain soon, I don't have Wi-Fi, so I can't even call her in. So luckily we can record the podcast without Wi-Fi, but um, unfortunately I can't have Megan call in. Also, it is Saturday night and I'm sure she has better things to do. I know that she's doing more exciting things than recording a podcast. But unfortunately, due to um, the circumstances of my life, this is my exciting Saturday night. So let me welcome my co-host back by popular demand, Aaron Ford. Welcome. Good evening. How you is everyone? Rem- sorry to cut you off. Um, you may remember Aaron from the podcast back in April. Um, we introduced him as my loving boyfriend. And uh, yeah, we're here together again. And we have a lot to talk about. Lots to discuss. In the middle of absolutely nowhere. Yes, so that's why we have a lot to discuss, because Aaron and I are currently living in the middle of nowhere. If you followed along with either of our Instagrams, we should update us down under Instagram, but um, at Pie, my Instagram, or Aaron's, what's yours, at Aaron Ford? Jesus, at Aaron Ford and some number, yeah, don't quote me on that. I mean, we haven't posted much because we've been very secluded, but... Basically, the last podcast, I think I shared that, um, if for those of you who didn't listen to that one, that um, I was going away from Melbourne. I was leaving Melbourne to do my farm work with Aaron. Um, basically, I had to do three months of regional work to get my um, second year visa because I'm going to stay in Australia for a second year now. And I usually could do hospitality or tourism, but that's really not an option during the current climate. And if I wanted to stay with Aaron, I would have to do the farm work because he has to do the farm work. So, you know, you make sacrifices with love. So I roped her in, basically. Yeah. So and there's no getting out. There's a lot of adjustments to make. But anyway, let's rewind and let's talk about... Um, what, so the last time we had the podcast, basically, I was in Melbourne with Megan... And we were talking about how we were sad to be leaving each other, but that I was going like one the next day or something. And we were driving to Queensland where we were going to isolate for two weeks and then do the training farm and then find a job. So that a lot has happened since then. So we did the drive from Melbourne to Queensland, which is about 22 hours. And we broke it up into three days, which was great. Thank God. But um, honestly, I feel like I grew from that drive a lot. What would you say about that? No comment. No. Can you... For anyone who doesn't know, Aaron doesn't have his driver's license, so shut up. <laughs> so I was I was in the passenger seat for the whole time. Yeah. And Kara was the driver, and I was sort of the supporting role for the 22 hours. Mm-hmm. She, she done great. She got us, got us there in one piece, so I can't be complaining. Yep. I'm just and glad no, to... No tickets, no accidents, nothing. Just so, yeah. So we drove to Sydney, stayed there for a night with our friend Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Thanks for um, hosting us. Um, and then we did Sydney to some random place in New South Wales, like five hours north. And then we did the final day, New South Wales to 
Queensland where we were staying. And it was exciting for you because you had never done any traveling. Never seen any other part of Australia apart from Melbourne. So yeah, You still have hardly seen the Sydney Opera House. That's all. like the key thing you have to do. Basically just walked down Bondi Beach, down around Coogee, and down to another beach by that with Charlie. He was, a, he was a brilliant tour guide, so can't be complaining there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just nice to see a bit of Sydney and the rest of rest of Australia for a small bit. Anyways, we got to stop in Byron Bay for a small bit for maybe 10, 15 minutes and see, see a beach. I know, and while we were in Byron Bay, we had a lot of coincidences. Do you want to talk about that? I met a guy from Douglas in Cork, very close to where I, where I, lay, where I live, and he basically knew one of my cousins, which is really strange just fella serving serving us a coffee it was just ridiculous really but that was probably the most exciting thing in the journey to be honest well we also bumped into someone who used to live in our building in the yeah, first 30 Jack. seconds that was really weird very strange got, got out of the car and fired away and turned the corner and he was there because I saw Aaron like look excited I was like oh god like who are we seeing now and then I was like oh wow I know this person too so that was funny um, so then we got back to Queensland no harm done although I was like really freaking out about crossing over the border because Queensland border, um, like just like a state border at home, it's like going from New York to New Jersey. It's like almost crossing the border into freaking like from Mexico to the U.S. Because you're stopped by police and you're questioned, and it's it's just crazy because of COVID, they have closed the borders in most Australian states. So, and everyone's been talking about how strict it is, and I was just really really freaking out. Even though technically we're doing all the right thing, but we heard that if you put residence pass up, like just pretend that you live there that they'll just wave you on through. So we were kind of chancing that a little bit, but we figured we could just play dumb if they were like, oh, like, you're not a resident. And we're like, oh, we're gonna be moving here. So anyway, we got passed on through, so that's that was all fine. And then we were able to isolate, um, air quotes, isolate for two weeks, because um, we had to. Uh, but basically, we just went to the beach a lot. But keep that all hush hush. I know. Don't but be broadcasting it to the world like, <laughs> like we are right now. Yeah, but look, we isolated for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, because the Department of Justice and is we had, thing to us We had no, there. no contact with anyone else in, around us. Basically just stayed indoors and no, enjoyed each other's really company. What really happened was that we were able to go out to dinner for the first time in three months. Yeah, that was... The first time we got there, which was crazy. Um, but I was working a lot, so it wasn't that exciting. That and I was just relaxing and... Playing a lot of FIFA. Playing FIFA and playing pool and going to the beach. So I had a little... Little two week holiday. It was yeah, lovely. Yeah. So what it was though um, was six boys and Kira. So I have to admit that I struggled um, a good bit doing that. I thought that I'd be okay with the testosterone trip, but I I wasn't because boys are messy and dirty, and I'm a clean freak, and it was really hard for me to handle that. I sound like I'm breaking up. I'm actually upset. <laughs> I just my voice. <laughs> it was really hard for me. Hard. There's tears. There's tears running down her face. No, I, I was, you can't see it. I feel like you got punished more because of that. Because definitely, I would be yeah, so I got, annoying. I got the brunt of it basically. When the lads weren't cleaning up, I got fucked out of it basically. And I was like, you need to tell them. Yeah. And I don't even care if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, boys, you were fucking messy. So <sighs> clean up more. Sorry, lads. No. <laughs> I don't apologize. They should be apologizing. Because I'm not going to go on a tangent. She wants it in writing. I'm not going to go on a tangent about this because I I will lose friends. But anyway, that was tough. And then the craziest day of all was when um, I was – so I'm doing just like a lot of like what we say, like freelance work basically, like making – writing 
workbooks for kids, like math and English workbooks. So I was really, really busy doing that while we were there. So there was one day that the boys all wanted to go to the beach, so they all went to uh, a really nice beach, like 20 minutes away. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to stay here. But it was probably the one day that everybody left, like in the early afternoon. So I um, was also teaching online, so I was like, oh, I have a lesson in 20 minutes. Let me just like lay out by the pool. We had a pool, so I can't like, do much. We had, um, let me lay out by the pool for like 20 minutes until my lesson. So I'm laying out, about to go back inside when, well, our pool was in the front yard, which is also really weird. But anyway, so the pool's in the front yard, so I can see these two people walk up with like in like business clothes. And it was a man and a woman, and I was like, I just thought that there was a lot of real estate there, so I just thought they were like going to an open house or something and had the wrong house, or like maybe they were just like something with Airbnb. I don't know. I didn't get worried when I saw them. But anyway, they walk up and they tell me that they were with the Department of Justice. I hope Adam doesn't hear me telling this story. Uh. I'll just make a fake name. Because this is a funny story I'm telling it anyway. He's not going to know. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Do you really think I shouldn't tell it? Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to tell it anyway. Really? Who's going to listen to the... He's like making faces at me. Who's going to listen to the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Aaron, I'm sorry, but I think you're like overanalyzing who listens to this. It's going to be fine. Anyway, don't report him. Let's call him um, Frank. So Frank is... Uh, Aaron's friend who was in the house and unfortunately <laughs> you said his name about, <laughs> well, about 30 seconds beforehand I didn't say his last name rewind 30 seconds and listen to when she said his name please and now you know who we're talking about don't tell him to listen to this podcast it's fine so anyway Frank who's not listening to the podcast don't tell like, they're, like the, the boys to listen to it because I've already talked shit about them so let's just oh I have to get them to tune in no no stop <laughs> anyway so Frank um unfortunately was questioned at the border and i won't say any more than that but he just like gave the address because of like where he'd be quarantining um because they asked him to do that so anyway all is fine and then until the those two two people came up and they told me that they were the department of justice and basically Kara panicked and sold frank out and frank got prosecuted okay <laughs> relax and let me tell the story so i am in a bikini so first of all i'm uncomfortable with these like government people and I'm freaking out because it's the one day that I'm there alone and all the boys are at the beach. Not even close by, like 20 minute drive at, at least, least was, but they wanted the bus. It was half so it was hour, probably 40 like half minutes hour, on the bus, 40 yeah. minutes. So I was like, fuck. So I was like, um, he is in the shower. I just was like guessing. And I was like, I think, uh, I, they're like, is he inside? I was like, yeah, just like acting confident. But I was like, listen, like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So then I just like ran the shower and I was like, I think he's in the shower just thinking it would go away and come back later but they just refused to go back so there was nothing i could do and i just said maybe he went for a walk and they were just like they said that was not okay but anyway he came back and he um i are you just like i'm what are you nervous about right now because now you're making me nervous i'm not i'm not nervous i'm not cutting this out huh i'm not gonna cut it out don't okay um so he was freaking out though it was like really really um, anxiety ridden because we were waiting for them to come back because they just didn't ever come back but then anyway they called in the next day and they just gave him a slap on the wrist which was so lucky because it could be a $13,000 fine if you break that quarantine which is just so silly because he was never in a COVID hotspot he wasn't Anymore. he wasn't like a risk to people in Queensland it's just kind of ridiculous but 
Anyway, those are the rules. So that was the most exciting thing that happened in Coolum. Yeah, Queens and Queens and are taking it far too well. I can understand why they're taking it seriously, but they were a bit, a bit mm-hmm. hyper about everything, weren't they? Just even like the farm not letting us come in unless we isolated for two weeks. The was the next week, there was a girl there who didn't isolate, who flew yeah. in straight from Melbourne. So that just kind of pisses me off because yeah. the amount of money we spent in Coolum yeah, basically is ridiculous. We had to get the Airbnb for two weeks to, to isolate just because like of the farm. Because of that training farm that we went to. And then when we got on that training farm, a girl we met on Wednesday was like, oh yeah, I didn't, didn't even have to isolate. Just yeah. came straight here from... So that's annoying. Anyway, so that brings us to the training farm. So we went from Coolum to Brisbane really quickly and then we took a train to that farm where we were going to spend about a week there and they were going to like teach us like the basics of being on a farm how to become farm pros farm pros <laughs> and then get a strap so uh i feel like we have a lot to say about this um again if you looked at my instagram you could see my pictures where we learned so the first day we got there we got there about like two o'clock and we learned how to drive a tractor like right off the bat and no, no prior knowledge of driving stick yeah, and again, between the I, wall of us. I'll say it again that Aaron doesn't even have a driver's license. No. But not that my driver's license really helped me with the no. tractor. The tractor was interesting. It was fine, to be honest. The tractor was fine. It was pretty simple to well, use once so you got slow the, too. Yeah, once you got the hang of it, you can't. Well, he did say to us at the start, you don't want to crash these because it's like crashing mm-hmm. someone's house basically because it's worth five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Which so is that insane. sort of gave me a bit of a. <laughs> bit of a shock but uh, they weren't too bad and then we learned how to uh, how to ride motorbikes little, mm-hmm. little two which I wheelers. also never expected to be to have to do or to be yeah. able to do I was pretty good they were fine yeah, yeah. Care was def- definitely better than me you got nervous <laughs> I've, no, I've no no shame in a bit now yeah, I was a bit nervous on them to be honest and they were manual so you had to use like, ease on the clutch yeah. when you go it was just it was, it confusing. was way I trying to get the hang of it but the day one wasn't too bad and then Basically, they feed you four meals a day, which is ridiculous. So you have breakfast at eight, smoko, which is like their little, like little break. Yeah, I guess it's between. like a smoke. It was originally a smoke break. They called yeah. it smoko, but it just turned into like another tea or coffee, and then like a snack, which is yeah. like so funny how adults here have snack time like kids do. And the snacks were very good. The cook, cat yeah. who lived there, she the was cook amazing. was unbelievable. She made like chocolate cake and oh so good she was definitely the best part yeah i think we got along with her the best i mean because we also lived in it like a trailer yeah which was there. And we and i had two single beds we had pushed together yeah they were, it was literally like six foot by six foot i'd say yeah it was very bad uh, but so maybe, we, yeah we definitely ate well but other than that i think i had a panic attack um once every day at least yeah, probably every second activity you've done each day. And I don't really mean actual panic attack, and I don't want to like say anyone about who actually had panic attacks, but I was very close to actually having yeah. a panic attack. Like I was one or two days you had a, a breakdown, and well, I, I fell off the motorbike one, so that was scary. And I so saw that fall, and that was a yeah. ba- that was a bad fall. And I didn't want to get back on the motorbike, but the guy, the trainer, just didn't really seem to. I don't know. He just wasn't a good trainer for beginners like he didn't really get it and I was with me and four boys this time only the four of the boys went and I just felt like the whole time the trainer was trying to like impress the boys and he was like oh who wants an adrenaline rush let's do this crazy thing that beginners shouldn't do when the boys are all stupid no offense 
but still and young and think they're invincible. Thank you. And they're just like, yeah, let's do it. Can I just say, at no point did he say, (laughs) yeah, do you want to do uh, this thing that gives you an adrenaline? Yes, he did, Aaron. Yes, he did. While we were on the horses and I was freaking out, he knew I was freaking out, and then he turned to you boys and says, do you, do you not want an adrenaline run? What is that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, whatever. He said it in an Australian (laughs) accent. And at this point, skip back another 10 seconds there. Kara's, Kara's on the accent. Oh, my God. No, he okay, he might, he might have said something about adrenaline rush, but we didn't all go, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like, like, you literally did. No, we didn't. We didn't. Meanwhile, I'm, like, crying on this horse, and Aaron's like, oh, Kara, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm going to adrenaline rush. No, but I, there's nothing. Like, run, literally, run, my, run, run. My, my horse wouldn't listen to me either. My horse is a little fuck. And I jumped to the horse thing, but... That's because it was really relevant. Yeah. That was my real panic attack. So basically, we learned how um, to get on a horse and all this. And they gave us like maybe like 10 minutes at most for me anyway in that little ring area. Yeah. Trying to get like the hang of your horse and like teaching us like how to make and this it stop. Is, this is like a little, right, a little tiny like circle yeah. where the only only way the horse can go is around in a circle. So you feel like you have the hang of it. And I've been on a horse before. And like... A few times, like, scattered throughout my life. And I've never remembered myself being, like, terrified. But my horse just would not listen to me. Like, if I would go right, it would try to go left. I would try to stop it. It would just, like, shake its head at me. So it was clearly not a beginner's horse. Yeah, they're very, they're very, they were very saucy, weren't they? They were very stubborn. And yeah, it was not, so... sorry, not saucy, stubborn. Yeah, yeah. I just was going to go on past. So you want to rewind 30 seconds of your call saucy, okay. So, um, they were really, really tough. And then, like most people, when they're really on beginner horses or beginning as horse riders, meanwhile, I was the one who had the most experience out of all the boys, and I went on the horse, like, twice. None of the boys had ever, ever been on a horse before, so everybody was beginners. Everybody were, everybody were Everybody beginners. was a beginner? Everybody was a beginner. And he everybody decides... was at the beginning. <laughs> no. He decides to bring us on this, like, three-hour expedition yeah. with the horses. Through, like, we start on a path, which is all nice and dandy. And I was like, okay, this is a little scary. But then all of a sudden, we're, we're crossing, like, down into a creek and then up the creek where the horses all are, like, <laughs> trotting to No, me. not so, trotting properly, like, galloping. Yeah. And they're all and just so following like, each other. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And my horse will only do something if the other horses are doing it. So basically, my horse wouldn't move for me until the or- other horse has moved. So then I see the other horses galloping. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm in for it. So then my horse starts galloping. I have no control over my horse. So I start, like, freaking out because we're now going on giant hills and down hills. And I have no way to stop it. I don't know what I'm doing. And the, inst- the, the trainer kept going, ah, oh, just trust your horse. Just trust your horse. And I was like, well, like, but the thing is, I don't trust my horse because my horse isn't listening to me. And so then he kind of, like, stopped and, like, listened for a little bit and saw that my horse wasn't listening. And he's like, ah, oh, he's just being a dick. And I was like, okay. So, like, now what? And then it was like, okay, let's just keep going. So I was like, okay, so that's not resolving any of my fears because my horse is being a dick. You told me to trust it. We both know I can't. Let's carry on, shall we? And then he fucking asked. So that's literally exactly when he asked everyone for an adrenaline rush. But they, the horses like, can definitely oh. sense... They can sense if you're nervous or anything. They can sense it, but, but they can. In a way, it was horrible. I wasn't nervous at the start, and it wasn't treating me right. <laughs> so it was terrible. So then, anyway, we're like ten Catch minutes you in, and I'm. Can treat you right, boo. 
We're 10 minutes in, and there are tears in my eyes because I'm thinking to myself, this is where I die. I've never seen her this unhappy in my eight months of knowing her. I, I was like, this is this is it for me. Uh, and then I was kept thinking, like, why am I putting myself in this position? Like, I wish I could just go back. But the whole time, we didn't have a job yet. So the whole thing, you're, like, being judged by the trainer. That So we're told we are. Because they're going to, like, say whether or not, like, you should be recommended for certain jobs. So the whole time, I'm, like, faking being, like, enthusiastic about, like, learning to how to drive a tractor and stuff. As if, like, I really care about this. Which I do not. But I'm pretending because I need to get a job because I need to get farm work cause I, cause I, so I can stay in Australia for a second year. So it all came down to that. So we're on the horse and I'm like freaking out and I'm just still trying to be like happy-go-lucky, but I am having a hard time doing that. So anyway, 10 minutes in, I'm crying, but I'm trying to hold it in because I'm like, Kira, you're a grown woman. Why are you crying? But then I'm like, well, you're also on a horse where you think you're going to die. So it's kind of valid. So anyway, we're, we move on. I'm thinking we're going to turn around soon because it's lunchtime. So I'm thinking, oh, lunchtime is happening soon. We'll have to turn around. We just don't turn around. We just keep on going. There's now no path in sight. There's nothing. We're just going through the woods and like walking around trees. And, and I will he's, say ver- that, he's very lost. Yeah. The horses are good. Like they will walk on anything, but still, like I can tell he's lost. And he says to us, he's like, do you guys want to um, turn back? Like kind of joking because you could tell he wanted to keep on going so i'm thinking everyone knows i'm upset they'll all say yeah let's turn back and everyone goes no let's keep going will you you, this is not allowed during podcasts sorry i'm taking this one away from him (laughs) everyone keeps going even though everyone knows that i want to turn around so do, do you care to comment about that well it was like either keep going because we, we didn't know where we were anyways, didn't know which way we came from. But if we kept going, we were going to probably come towards a point where we could start to get ourselves back on track. But this was basically going, like, breaking through trees and no, branches. No, this was before it got bad, Aaron. This is before it got bad. Well, it got bad. It got a lot worse. If I thought it was bad before, it got worse. We, I decided to go right behind the trainer because I figured he, he would be as close to me as I needed him to be if I got in trouble and um, I all the other horses are unpredictable and again my horse just followed everyone else so I was like I want to be behind the trainer so that if he gallops fine but he probably won't and all the people behind us they have no control of their horses so if they just gallop I'm screwed I'll, ha- I'll start galloping too so anyway we come to a point I, I can just picture this perfectly in my head I remember being terrified we come to a point there's two trees that have fallen on the ground and just branches and bush everywhere. And so I said, is this God's way of telling us that we should turn around? And he's like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. And he starts, with the horse, starts clearing away the branches with his hands. And the horse is climbing over these giant fallen trees. And whenever he clears a, a branch, it swings back at me. So I just get hit in the face with all these freaking twigs and branches and bush. And I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. This so much, and then we just continued. We went up, we went up some like cliff area, and that's when I like broke down. Yeah, I was like, no, I was like, I what? I was like, just trying to like stick up for myself. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this. I was like, I don't care if I don't get a job from this. I don't want to die. I am done. And then everyone had to be like, like literally everyone plus like not even people who are friends, people who just like were on the farm as well. Like, 
you can do it. Like, come on, Kira. Like, come on. And I was just like, I want to kill everybody because I just want to be home. But I have no control over me getting back at all. And everyone was just encouraging me. What I needed at the time was everyone to be like, yeah, let's turn around. This is crazy. But no one did it. Aaron, again, here I go. <laughs> didn't didn't want to be a killjoy because I'm I... I'm getting angry even... again. When I when I talked about this like on our like video diary that we took that night, I got angry again thinking about it. I'm getting See, angry e- again. Even though my horse was... He was a horrible bastard, basically. He listened to me for about two minutes and then he just wanted to take off, really. But even though he wasn't really listening, I was sort of enjoying it because it was something that we'd never done before like it was and we probably it's not just but basically just it was something we'd never done before and I was really enjoying it because we probably would never do something like that again and uh, yeah I did and I didn't but I also didn't think that we'd be gone for three hours I thought we were going on like an like an hour trek but we got home like an hour and a half late for lunch yeah we missed lunch yeah so we missed lunch and (laughs) long story short Kara didn't go on a horse again then no. <laughs> nor did I no. after that just, day I was like I'm done doing things yeah because after that day we, we got a job offer from where we are at the moment yeah. to come work on and their I farm knew, and like, I'm going ahead a little bit but like I knew I wasn't going to be riding a horse yeah. or actually having to do yeah. that so I was like screw this I'm done and it was just I don't know like I have a lot to say about the trainer um, the guy's liked him a lot more than I did he was slightly racist well, slightly basically yeah, he was very racist he was extremely he, he admi- racist look we're not going to get into this because Kara gets no. very very angry about it but he admitted he was a racist to he literally basis. said I am a racist but a quick re- recap basically we just learned the basics like riding horses riding motorbikes tractors uh, we both drove manual for the first time Mm-hmm. and he made me drive up and down hills after four seconds into learning how to drive literally like six seven foot yeah that was insane drops off hills but that we're gonna die but basically i thought i should have been done with farm work after that week i was like i've been through enough yeah so <laughs> i've we, given back to australia we, meanwhile this what hasn't even started because with the best the best bit of it was probably the sheep oh the lambs yeah i was hold the lamb and i really loved that we had to catch a few sheep and that was good fun but to be honest i'm making it sound like i was miserable i really wasn't because the food was good the pe- people for the most part were like nice enough so I wasn't miserable, but I was miserable on that horse. Yeah. That was the one time I was Yeah, actually, that was the worst, of, like, worst I, I've ever seen you. I hated it. Um, so anyway, there's there are horses here, so I'm a little nervous about that. But, um, but, but yeah, good, there was also no service there. No Wi-Fi, no service. Off nothing. the grid for a week. It was completely off the grid. We had to like climb up a mountain to get service, so that was crazy. And I was, like, dealing with stuff at work, at home, and it was just really hard to handle all that while on the farm because I really just... I don't think people understood that we had nothing, no service at all. So, anyway, um, as Aaron and I said, we got a job offer uh, midweek while we were at that farm, and the job offer was also for a place, a cattle farm in Queensland, and um, they needed a, like, a general farm hand, like, just someone to help with, like, checking all, like, a the big, water strong. levels. strong big strong handsome uh really hard-working irishman and i know when they ended up with iron so uh, (laughs) (laughs) they just had to settle for me yeah i'm just kidding (laughs) not to be fair we got we got really really lucky with them there we sort of we went to brisbane to fly fly up to here it's it's a place called clermont it's about two two and a half hours three hours from brisbane in in a plane and uh 
the family are lovely like they're really 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 nice family really yeah. so the job offer was like the general farm hand this big strong irish guy um and but then they also needed what they call like a governess which sounds so old-fashioned my mom loves this term because <laughs> it's like really just sounds like i would wear like long dresses to work every day but basically it's someone who um comes and teaches a child or children um as they're like they're homeschooled and supports with that and also like helping cooking and in and around the house so perfect for me as a teacher to be able to teach instead of doing actual farm work um even though that's not technically allowed but because my pay slip will say farm work it's fine and i'm still living on the farm so she's whatever. cheating the system whoever's yeah. whoever's listening if the department of justice we're yeah. really fucked yeah the department of justice are <laughs> camping all camping all of us jesus um, christ so yeah the general thing of the whole like the job is great like uh, the family's really nice they picked us up um they've been really really sweet so far um our accommodation or just living on the farm has been a very big adjustment yeah, for me it's brutal to be fair uh, no i feel like you. today is the first day you were thinking it's brutal yeah well, because it, all week he's been positive peter and i've been really really struggling with the idea of living on a farm really remote I, I just miss my friends and family more than i ever have uh i'm lucky that i have aaron thank god i just don't know how people do this without without someone or without a friend but um i've been really struggling like i've i've cried more than once this week just out of nowhere just a combustible what is it Com- I don't spontaneous know, I don't know. spontaneous combustion, combustion <laughs> of tears. Yeah, she's not she's not exploding, but she's like I don't even know when it's gonna come along. Like I just out of out of nowhere get sad and I cry, which is so dramatic considering what everyone else is going through with certain things in the world. But you know, sometimes it's hard to have perspective, which is so not a good excuse, but whatever. I'm really I am struggling. And the reason that's that is is because we're in this small little cottage right now. And the cottage itself isn't too bad. Like we have a kitchen um we Running have water hot water the bathroom was fine but the bathroom yeah the hot water thank god because even in cool and beach when we were isolating we couldn't take a hot shower it was ridiculous anyway but the hot water great other than that um we came in and basically i don't want to talk too long about the negativity of it but it was it, it was a mess it was a pigsty like literally there's pigs <laughs> no not in the house but there are pigs here yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best we had to um so the person who had been here like two years ago yeah they hadn't cleared out any of his stuff so we had we had all these like all the stuff that's gone off in the fridge and the cupboards and the freezer and then like the place just hadn't hadn't really been cleaned properly but that's because i i think it's properly hadn't been cleaned at all i think it's because basically the husband like has his hands the main yeah they were so busy on the farm the husband has his hands full like he's working mad hours every day on the farm and the husband and the wife was in in brisbane for the week so she couldn't really clean it but basically what we have it's like a tiny tiny well it's not tiny it's it's not it's it's good it's a good size cottage but we have our own room we have the bathroom fine apart from the fact that the bathroom is outside the house hold on i will have to say and the first night we arrived it was basically us trying to get all there was multiple frogs in the house huge yeah. huge frogs sorry i needed to get a glass of wine if we're going to talk about this so hold on we have to rewind Stra- to the toilet strap ourselves in i'm just trying to stay positive and start to brush over it, but <laughs> here comes negative nancy here with the fucking truth bomb jesus christ i need to give the people the real picture 
So well, what, whatever, whatever Kara says, no, it's not, it's not really as bad as that. It's, it's, it is. I'm gonna spit straight facts. So we arrive, and I, I was pleasantly surprised seeing the size of it because she made it seem like it was like a shack in like looks like one room, and it's bigger than. I mean, it's about the size of a New York City apartment, I'd say. Um, bedrooms are big enough, fine. But then you really, like, you see it at first, it sounds great. But then you really see it. And you notice that there's no toilet in the shower. There's no toilet in the bathroom. Whatever. And so then we have to search for the toilet, which is never a good sign if you just search for a toilet. Yeah, it took us a way to find it. Because it was outside. And... Um, it is a toilet, so it's fine. It's like a little room, but it's, it is out in a room you have to go from outside. Which at first seemed okay, but I'll get into it why it's not a problem. Why it became a problem later. So then that was that. We were like, okay, we can deal with it. Then we saw all the food. Then we noticed there was basically like a layer of dirt over everything. So all week during our free time, we've been cleaning it. Which isn't that big of a deal, because what else do we have to do during our free time now? Because there's literally nothing else to exactly. do here. Exactly. Um, but we cleaned it out. It's, it's looking pretty good after our big Saturday clean today. Um, but the major problem with the bathroom is the wildlife here. So, as Aaron <laughs> said, we found a frog in the toilet. He's only a small frog. He was tiny. I was like, yeah. oh, this is funny. They were like, oh, keep, like, be, be careful of the frogs. Yeah. Keep the They're door like, closed. Oh, I'll keep the door closed. Like, oh, this is going to be frogs, frogs getting in. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Tiny little frog. Who cares? Got him out. And then I come into the house, because again, we were outside for that. I come into the house, and Aaron's like, Kira, don't freak out. But if you, if you thought that frog was a problem, like, wait till you see this one. And there's this, like, frog five times the size of the small one. The frog's about maybe, like, Probably it's the, the size, size of a claw, yeah, a claw's yeah. fist. And, like, a big claw's fist. And he's just, like, he crawled up the drain pipe, and he's just staring me down. And I catch, I see him in the mirror when I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm like, this, this isn't real. Like, and I thought he was dead at first, yeah. so I was poking him with things, and he was just being really stubborn. So eventually, I think got that's a, when I lost it. Yeah, I think I yeah. Eventually, then got a bucket over him, put him in a bucket, and threw him outside, and started sh- shooting him away from the house. But there's been multiple frogs around the place, and the worst, the worst thing about <laughs> about it has been the grasshoppers because it's just oh. it's been raining a small, like it hasn't really been raining but they don't get a lot of rain, there was in, rain in, in central Queensland yeah here. so the second day we arrived there was a bit of heavy rain and all these grasshoppers just come out of nowhere they're they yeah they're, they're, they're they just lash into the windows if anybody they're, has any tips about the grasshoppers are they actually grasshoppers they're grasshoppers because they're the anything, biggest biggest grasshoppers I've ever seen in my life they're any about, American people if you were hearing this and thinking grasshopper and you're like grow up Kira grasshoppers are fine no 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 I need to take a picture of this. Yeah, the these things are like eight, nine inches. And they are giant. And, and they, they just have no fucking f- they, must be they just fly at you. No, I, I just think they, when they fly, they just jump and they're. It's as oh. if, like, picture a bunch of, like, birds, like, or, like, just insects, I guess. The things in learning, Bob's life. No, <laughs> learning how to fly for the first time. That's, that are, that's the. They're drunk. That's it. They're, like, wasted, giant bugs that fly and they don't know where they're going and they just. So we hear them all night flying into the the wall or into like the the roof, like the windows, the, roof, the, windows the walls, everything. And so this is what I'm gonna do. This sound again, like, ow, that really hurt me. So that's, that's what they sound like constantly, just banging into the wall. So basically, if you want to go outside to the bathroom, you need to just get ready because they're all gonna fly at your face, and it's horrible and it's gross. It's a bad experience, especially and when they land on you. 
they land on you and it's just gross and you don't know where they're gonna land next because they could just go anywhere because I don't think they know where they're going and they're not they're not gonna bite you or anything because I was telling my mom and Ash about this today and there was, was like and I got attacked by grasshoppers and Ash was like you get attacked like what do they do and I was like well not really get attacked but like basically it's like when Megan said that she got attacked by mice but I think the mouse just yeah. like, ran out like they're so quick they're so they're they're massive like massive insects and oh, they just they literally hear us talking yeah, about them that, that's just they just them. they just fly I think they just try and get away but they like just jump on you and they're I'd say I've killed about Oh. And since Aaron well, had a Thursday, ping pong paddle and was just yeah, them. Since I just got a ping pong paddle up at the house and I this big huge baton and I'm just standing out there by the by the toilet when I come out of it and just killing ten or eleven of them at a time. They're horrible things. So, yeah, so basically that's been our Saturday. Um, also burning garbage because that's also another exciting point. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like I'm. Because I I am understanding more about like rural people and like where their source of entertainment comes from, kind of, and like I feel like <coughs> I have been ex- like entertained twice this week by things that I've been like ashamed of. So the one has been we have to burn our garbage, like that's the way. Like they they have a dump here, but anything you anything that can't be burnt goes to the dump, and then everything else you burn with like a fire pit, and we don't have any lighter fluid or anything, so it's kind of been a challenge. We could get lighter fluid, and we will. But it's been like a fun challenge to figure out like how to light the the garbage without like lighter fluid. So we've been like using like different pieces of paper, looking around the house, and I'm like finding myself getting like excited because there's nothing else to do except figure out a way to kindle this fire. Our eyes are lighting up now. We've like, been talking I, about it. It was so fun, and then, like <laughs> even like something like exploded in the fire today, and I think Aaron like lost. Oh jeez, I'm I'm very I'm very jumpy, and this thing exploded, and I thought Kara was dead. Basically, mm-hmm. it was like a plastic bottle with a cork on it exploded, and I thought like she was dead. The pressure built, and it, yeah. just, it just blew, but like nothing happened. Like like little spurts of like liquid got on my face, but it wasn't hot even, so it was fine. But anyway, aside from that, the other second thing that was exciting to me also has to do with garbage <laughs> where i was with the oh girl. how the mighty have fallen <laughs> with the girl um who i teach she's 11 and she drives around in this like golf cart like buggy thing she's mad insane 50 miles a, an hour in this little driver. like atv buggy and she's must- trust my, trust yeah. my life. she's mustering all the cattle with her with her dad yeah. and her brothers and everything she's mustering brilliant. means like getting the cattle to one place yeah. to the next and um anyway so after we finished school, I usually like, we just like drive around because I have nothing else to do. So I was like, uh, can you help me with the trash? And she's like, yeah, she brought me to the dump that's on their property. It's like a 32,000 acre farm. So they, massive. they have that on their property. And there was like a bunch of bottles that we had. So we ended up like making it into a game where there was like a laundry basket like flipped the right way in the dump. And we were like aiming it in, like playing basketball. And I was like having fun. And I was like, what has my life become? <laughs> This is my source of entertainment now. <sighs> I think the main thing from it, like that I've taken is how much work goes into like actually running a farm, and because at the end of the day, it's like it's these people, these people's lives. No, but it is it's these people, these people's lives, and like they're it's thir- they're basically running like thirty one thousand acres, three thousand cattle, and just as all go all day, like it's crazy how much work they put in, how much hours they put into it, like yeah. Because at the I end know. of the day, if they, if they don't, then like it's just basically the, the farm will fail and they'll it's lose their livelihood. every day they have a different job or it's like something to do. Like their full-time job is the farm and they yeah. can't just like take a day off like, well, like on weekdays because they, there's always something for them to do. Um, 
right, anything else you want to say about the farm before we go on to our segments? I want to know what's your favourite part about it so far. Um, okay. <coughs> well, do you want to just do the highs and lows of the week? Yeah, we'll do yeah, we'll do or it. Or like the highs ha- and lows of the farm. Yeah, we'll do Let's highs do highs and lows Let's of the that. farm. So. Um, okay, so I think my high of the farm is that um I have a few things. I do have a few that I can think of, but I think it's really cool how we've been having like farm to table meat. Um, basically they have cattle on the grounds and they are organic, like the beef is organic and basically whatever beef we've been eating all week has been like literally from the farm to our table like when we're on the farm and it's such good such good good meat as well it just feels like really cool to have like that authentic like beef like experience you know exactly where it's coming from as well yeah which i've never had before um and and even though we're like actually feeding ourselves from now on like this week we ate with the family but this now we're going to feed ourselves they've been giving us a bunch of like the beef which is just so cool so like tonight i made steak and mashed potatoes and like brussels sprouts which i think the brussels sprouts might have been my high because they were amazing it was very very Um, good but it was just so cool that I was able to do that again from the farm to table. So that's probably my high. You want to go? Um, I have a few highs. I think uh, the family. We're, mm-hmm. we're very lucky that we're on a farm where the family are just so really nice. nice. Yeah, the, the husband, he, he's so he's just lovely. The Again, getting along well with the sons. Kira's getting along well with the daughter. Mm-hmm. And we, we just met the mom yesterday because they were on their way back from Brisbane. But they all seem to be really nice and they're a great family and uh, I think my main high has been driving yeah. <laughs> I started driving on Wednesday yeah I think when, when, yeah, Wednesday was my first day and basically just threw me in the deep end like I have my own own truck now on the on the farm to go it's around so and funny. check go around and do all my little jobs as a farmhand but I'm getting the hang of it and it's, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it like, and it's probably the best place to learn but on the first day to be fair uh about an hour into driving I was maybe six or seven inches from running over his fall that he paid two grand for so that that would have gone horribly because he told me he loves he loves the horses nearly as much as he loves his kids so I think if I ran over his two thousand dollar fall on the yeah, first day that wouldn't have gone down well but apart from that it's going well we have uh, 85 days left yeah, 85 days left down. yeah so the countdown is um, on I think another high of mine is that I am reading Harry Potter now mm. with my student and uh, the girl who lives here, and I just have been looking for an excuse to reread Harry <laughs> Potter, so it's been, it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, she's trying to get me to read it, but I'm and still... And also, yeah, you're taking too long. Yeah. Um, also, PSA for anyone who needs it, but there's like a podcast on Spotify of just different actors and like um, celebs reading Harry Potter out loud. And it's free. So the first chapter is Daniel Radcliffe himself. And then it goes on. They're reading the chapter. So we've been literally reading it as an audiobook for free, which is so cool. Not an ad, but awesome. Um, and then I think my low would have to be the grasshoppers. They're just really affecting yeah, my life and my bathroom cycle. And it's killing me. I think today, you like I was I was doing fine with the grasshoppers until today. They were a bit much today. Now, like even going to, like our washing machine is outside. And going out to collect that, I just didn't want to face them they're horrible horrible creatures and i don't care i will kill every single one of them they're and I absolutely people are gonna disgusting. understand how like crazy it is i can just take a video of them like, they're literally like there's like 10 of them flying every direction and you can't walk to it and they're just from a, a to b yeah. without getting and hit. they're attracted to the light and the thing is oh here we're basically we're in the middle of nowhere there's no like there's no lights from like 
there's no street lights there's no lights from other buildings we're basically in a cottage out, like, out next to their house and there's no other light unless we have the light on outside and it just attracts them so much and they're everywhere I'll, like oh it's, I, we can't even explain it it's, they're disgusting it's little animals so I'm going to hate grasshoppers for the rest of my life I think yeah the law would be that uh, or else the fact that I'm missing the lads of it in my family but apart from yeah. that we're very grateful we have each other and apart from that we're Thank we're God. flaying it yeah. and it's only a few more months so. <laughs> exactly and to be fair even since Wednesday the days have flown like yeah. the, and like we're doing, we're doing long hours. I mean, if, we, if we hated the job, that would be just we could. We, yeah. Oh know, God, I would, yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if I hated it. I yeah, that was always I mean, my my way. If I didn't like a job, I didn't do it. Basically, yeah. and I found the one that made made me happy. But to to be honest with you, it's 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 not too bad. Like it's not really the work that I'm doing. It's it's fine. Like it's not really rigorous. Yeah, it's like I, it's, I like my job a lot. It's so. a change from what I'm used to. Like it's very hands on, and it's like you have to be on 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 the ball basically when you're doing it. But apart from that. Like the family are making it a lot easier for us as well, and it's not too bad, you know. We yeah. can't be complaining, and the days are fine. We're doing what forty hours a week, uh, at, least. at least. Yeah, it's seven to five Monday to Friday. Off. But yeah, we the weekends off, and they gave us our own our own car, so we can do whatever. And they said yeah. if we need a weekend away, we can just book that. But basically, only a few hours from the Wood Sundays. Yeah. Islands, so like, honestly, can't so we're not doing too bad. We've we've got a lot a lot better than uh, get off my phone. A lot better than most people who do farm work can go picking fruit and all this even the lads my who are with us on the on the training farm Dara Dara and Morgan they're uh, they're on like a hundred thousand acre property flying flying planes and getting the poor Dara Sheen is getting sick of the plane and everything oh. yeah basically a lot of people muster cattle again it's like how you get the yeah, basically the basically guiding cattle together. from one one place to another yeah. without losing any of the cattle you a have to keep them all together use helicopter to do it which is insane yeah. like we learn how to do it on motorbikes and um they do it on horses here but like the um helicopters and like the guy we work for was telling us how they do it and they basically get super low like almost to the point where the blades like hit the animal and they pull back like, not the I, blades just basically the, the end the end of the, the end of the helicopter like the, <laughs> the, the step where you is that what you thought he was saying they oh like they're chopped they're basically threatening the animal with the blades that's the only reason they're moving not the blades like the little the little step you know like the little support when it lands oh. like that like the end of the, like oh, that yeah. <laughs> Kara thought they were flying upside down attack like, oh attacking the animals with the blades Jesus oh uh, but anyway, it's cool that they the helicopters. Moving along. So Disney. our property isn't that big. They don't do that. But the boys have a crazy um, yeah. good time. All right, Aaron. So we're going to do some more like lighthearted segments. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you some red flag or deal breakers. Okay. okay. So you have to pretend that you never met me, the love of your life. Yeah. So sad. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Um, they want to live on a farm full time here or like somewhere like here. Full time. I don't even I don't think it's a red flag or a deal breaker I think uh, if it was doing something like this and we had and I had some help with it I don't think it'd be too bad once it's not like this this place is miles away from civilization like, but once it's not mad if it was a farm in Ireland I wouldn't mind it mm-hmm. I'd say red flag if I had to pick that one answer makes me nervous but okay alright um, they went on that like single farmers dating app for no reason they're just like, oh, I, just, I was on it once. And you're like, why? I'm like, oh, just, I don't know. Just kept my options open. Red flag. Maybe they were really lonely, just looking for love, you know. That's, that's 
Miracle. Maybe they have a kink for farmers. Again, you're justifying all of this. But yeah, it's I'm not. Look, it's not justifiable, but. But it's still just a red flag. I don't know. You're not really giving me much context here. Why are they on single farmers? Like, I just. I just said she just said they've no reason for it. It's literally the whole thing is they're on single farmers and are they for in, no reason. Are they in, like are, give me some background? Are they in a, in a farming back like no. background a farming community? No normal person. You met them like in Melbourne on like a Tinder date or something. Aaron, I think it's a grasshopper in the bathroom. I just have something fly. Guys, the grasshopper wasn't picking over my Yeah, they're slowly but surely making their way into the house. I'm two seconds, I'm going to have to close the bathroom door because this fucker is huge. Did you see it? No, didn't see it, but not leaving it to chance either. I saw something black flash in my eye. I'm, I'm, hear, I'm hearing something. Just, yeah, just hold that there. I'm having some trouble with it. See, this is why I think it's going to be more of a deal breaker for you with the farm thing because you can't even handle this. Which I don't blame you, I can't handle either. Alright. Just leave it. I think we're safe. Okay. Alright, so that's it. They have no reason. You met them okay. on a Tinder but, date in Melbourne. Okay. Look, yeah, deal. deal breaker. Even if they are looking for farm dick, it's a deal breaker. Okay. Um, this is very relevant for us now. They cook only with cricket flour. Or they bake only with cricket flour. <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> Tried to convince me that the cookies from co- cookies from a supermarket are made with, are made with cricket flour, and they were, they're one of my favorite favorite things. So I was like, "That's fine." But if the cookies from Coles are the Coles is um, not like Coles with a K, Coles with a C in Australia is a su- the supermarket. It's like Stop and Shop, and um, or Super Value for the Irish listener. And it's um, their cookies are so good, but they have like a, there is like a li- a weird thing to them. I feel like. And anyway, I just thought it'd be funny to tell the boys uh, while we were in Kulan, isolating. And I was like, oh, you guys know that, like, these cookies are made of cricket flour? And um, for no- for those who don't know who- what cricket flour is, it's exactly what you think it is. And, like, flour made from crickets. And none of them, like, thought it was funny or, like, crazy or, like, couldn't believe it. They're like, oh, really? And then just, like, carried on eating the cookies. So They're I'm, like, too good to even I was content. like, that wasn't even funny. So I didn't tell them until, like, a week later. I was like, oh, by the way, I made, I made that up. But now, yeah, I think, the, like I, I take exception for the cookies. But if you try to bake me anything else with cricket flour, it's an it's a no for me. It's a no for you, dog. Mm. Okay, and then the last one. They don't know the song "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, so I just wanted to bring this up because we were in the liquor store today, and um, by, by the way, we went to town today, which is a big deal because it's an hour away. <laughs> It's an hour away, and half the trip, <coughs> half the trip is, is the leaving, driveway. leaving their property, leaving the farm. So it's literally forty half hour. Yeah, it's half an hour, thirty five minutes to get yeah. down the driveway and out of their property. It's huge. And um, we were in the liquor store, and "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds," the Beatles song for anyone who also doesn't know, like Aaron, was playing. For most was like, of the like, people listening to this, I'd no, say. No, Aaron, the Beatles are very famous. I know famous. the Beatles. I, okay, <laughs> it's not. I'm not saying I don't know the Beatles. It's not the plot to yesterday. Like, I know the Beatles. Jesus. So they played a song and I was like god that's such a low key jam like I for- I always forget about that song when it's so good and he was like what song and I was like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds he's like hmm and I was like the Beatles I was like hmm and I was like tell me you know who the Beatles are but you said you did it's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a dog um, and when rewind <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I know who the Beatles are, okay? I just think it's a red flag for me that you don't know that song. Well, you're stuck with me on the verb, so you can't, yeah. you can't leave me now. I really can't. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so Megan and I often do that segment. Well, we kind of stopped for a while um, by how many days since we've seen our last spider because everyone when we were coming to Australia was like, oh, the spiders, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't see them because we were living in the city, but we have seen many spiders. The biggest spiders I've ever seen in my life. Like, like you've this, seen the a one... giant huntsman spider. Mm. They are huge. They're like tarantula status. And he was just living in like in the main in house the of house. the of the training farm, just chilling in the corner. But the good thing is he doesn't move. He literally moves an inch every day. We yeah. always knew where the spider was going to be. He hunts at night when we're not when we're not mm. in the house. So, but the it's been approximately. I'm going to say nine hours since I saw a spider. Not you even. You saw that crazy giant Yeah, spider. I saw I was out fixing. I thought it was an egg opossum. No, <laughs> this thing, I, I was out like fixing that. fences yesterday down, like down the end of the farm. And I got, so you basically have to like cut the barbed wire and then run other wire through it and tie it up with a pliers and all this. But we couldn't cut this piece of wire because there was a spider. Like they're not meant to be dangerous to humans, but they're absolutely massive and they look horrifying i don't know what type of spider it is but it's just i was like no we're, we're not going near that fence we'll just give that a skip today and come back to it and, yeah. and fix it the next day because guys taking up residence yeah he's like we're not paying rent to get that fence off so basically he's, everyone said that like oh you won't see spiders in the city but you will in the outback and here we are in the outback and we've seen multiple spiders, multiple spiders. yeah they weren't laying um okay last segment is our aussie phrase of the week so last week, um, the phrase was "fair go mate, fair suck of the sauce bottle, fair crack of the whip means." Excuse me? <laughs> Are you speaking English? Well, can can I'm you do it? Can, can you, you do it? Can you do it in an Australian I'll, accent? I'll I'll do it in an extra in an Australian accent if you try it first. You attempt it first, and then I'll do it. I promise you. I'm is, so bad. Is that no? Look, I promise I won't laugh. No, I'm so bad at an Australian accent that this one girl told me that they didn't have something at Sephora and they have it at the different makeup store and I've been practicing her voice of saying that because it sounded so Australian. Like I was in Sephora and there's a, a makeup store called Mecca and I was like, do you have um, like Too Faced makeup products? She's like, no, nah, you got to go to Mecca. And that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> I say it all the time. It's, no, a, no you from, go to it's Mecca. a no for me, dog. Okay. Fair go. Oh, no, I can't. I, no, I'm no, Southern, just... Aaron. I don't want to do it. Uh, right. No, just... you can't look at it because I have notes here. Okay, well, you'll have to say it to me. And cause... Okay, so fair, fair go, mate. All right, no, fine. Fair, just go. Right, so this this is for Robert Mara and uh, Dean Smith at home because they love okay. my Aussie, Aussie thing in the last one. Fair go, mate. Fair sack of the sauce bowl. Fair crack of the whip means give me a break. No, no, that means give I'm, me a break. It means give me a break. Sorry, <laughs> mate, sorry. It that, means give me a break. It means give me a break. Fair, 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 fair crack of the whip, fair suck of the sauce bowl, and fair go. But they, I think they're all together, which is crazy. So all of that means... Fair suck of the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. We should ask them about it. But I, I also wrote down that I want to talk about how I cooked dinner last night, and the husband or the dad that of the house we work at said crikey that's good the, the, he is the most australian <laughs> man i've so ever come across funny. in my life i was like wow people really say crikey like picture steve orwin if he was living on a farm and that's yeah, that's the family crikey um, that's good right yeah anyway the phrase this week 
um, which I actually kind of forget what it means, so I can guess with you. Mm-hmm. But I chose it because it derives from the bush. So basically, they call the outback the bush. They don't call it um, the outback here. So driving from the bush, um, pull the wool over your eyes. Any idea what that means? Say it in Australian accent. Is that not just a normal English? Oh, it's you know what this means. Pull, say it in Australian accent. Pull the wool over your eyes. It just Wait. means to fool you, doesn't it? If you're pulling the wool over your eyes. I have never heard this. Have you never? Before. It's like you say, "Ah, fella at home." You say, "Ah, fella's pulling the wool over your eyes." He's fooling you. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I've never heard it. We'll have to ask him tomorrow. I'm ninety percent sure it means someone's fooling you or taking okay, the piss. Well, it does make sense that you would have an idea what this means. Um, it's the way culture works sometimes. I don't know though. It says driving from the bush, so it came from here. So again, it's definitely. We'll Australian. have to look it up after this because I'm in, I'm interested to know. Yeah. Well, if you think you know what pull the wool over your eyes means, or you're like Aaron and you've heard it before, please DM us at us down under pod. Um, and then that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else? Just let me know how you like the co-hosting, because I think for the next for the next eighty five days are going to be co-hosted. So no, we are, sorry, no offense. You will definitely be on the podcast. I've been ousted. Unless you request him not to be. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you'll have to be on the podcast, but we are gonna try um and have the next one when we go away for a weekend. We have we have Wi-Fi. Oh, we have Wi-Fi. So we, we get have Megan. no Wi-Fi here. I know it can get Megan to Skype in because she has her own microphone. Um, because so I asked her if we could do it without her because we, we tried to figure it out and it just wouldn't work. And I was like, with your permission, we're going to do a podcast. And she's like, okay, but it can't be us on under. I was like, all right, Megan, I'm not going to start a whole new podcast because Aaron is with me. <laughs> I'm going to start from scratch. Um, I'll never be as good as you, Meg. I'm just making it very clear that Aaron is not the new co-host um, yet. I'm just the new host. Welcome to us <laughs> down under. Care we lose out, <laughs> Meg McBrien, though, it's just me talking about Irish things. No, that's it. Thank you. Good night. God bless, guys. It's lovely. Don't leave care. Pull the wool over your eyes. Goodbye. All right. From all of us down under, good day.